Oh, do we? I like clapped, and then like two seconds later, you went. <laughs> yeah, my uh, I'm gonna have to do a fucking. I should have done it before this, but last night my internet was giving me a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you froze at a certain point in the game. Yeah, I you you keep freezing even right now. Like your audio comes through. Oh really? But you don't come through. Yeah, that's not normal. Mm-mm. If you have good internet, right. it should be should fine. Be good. Um, it was funny. You froze when you froze. You know how like it'll freeze at the worst. Oh, yeah. Like time, like just how you look. Your eyes were closed. I was like, Ian, blink if you can hear us. Liar. <laughs> Your eyes are always closed. <laughs> I heard all of it. So actually. I, did you? Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, I was. Uh, after the game, I just wanted to unwind for a little bit, and uh, I'm doing my diet and stuff. And I ended up on YouTube because, like, I just all the streaming platforms. When I get on there on my phone, I'm like, I fucking hate this uh-huh. platform. Like Netflix, hate it. Disney Plus, hate it. Prime, I hate them all. They're all terrible. Just like the navigation right. through it, hate it. Awful, horrible. So I got on YouTube because sometimes there's good stuff. Um, somebody had a new video that was stoked. Oh, Mythkeeper. I guess he's, it's like his year anniversary, which is cool. Um, and you know how they'll have like, uh, experts answering questions like GQ has one or just, it might be music, it might be food, it might be whatever. They call it like tech support a lot of the time. I got one on Indian food and it made me so hungry. And I'm like five hours into my fast. I was so hungry, I couldn't sleep like I was amped. And I'm out of snacks, so I was like, I just want to eat something. Like I was was like dying. I was so hungry. And then it went away. Like if you wait, then it's like, yeah, you're fine. You're not actually hungry. It's just your brain doing its thing. That's the worst feeling. But like all the Indian food, because he was breaking down like it by region and like talking about oh, all the delicious it's crazy how much like the portuguese and the europeans like changed indian food like oh, when really? the portuguese brought over chili peppers there was no spice in indian food apparently before the 1800s and then they That's brought hilarious. that over because that came from south america yeah just like coffee we think coffee chocolate chili peppers that all came from when the spice trade started started up right from, right um, right like the americas and stuff I was like, oh, weird. So looking at like all the non bread and the fucking butter chicken, I was like, ah, I just want some butter chicken. Oh, man, I love that shit. <laughs> I used to hate Indian food so much, too. Like, oh, really? Yeah. And I'll tell you why real quick, because this is a thing. Please tell me why. I loved I still do, but I loved Thai food. Thai curry and the mm-hmm. way that their curries are are not like Indian curry at all. So mm-hmm. when someone tried to introduce me to Indian food, they had me get like, you know, a curry. So I was like, sweet, here we go. It's going to be like Thai food. You know what I mean? No, it was You're not. like, uh, I'm, this person tells me about Star Trek, but I only watch Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. So, so it's going to be like Star Wars, right? And they're like, yeah, like Star Wars. This isn't Star Wars. <laughs> what is this? 
Oh, yeah, that's good. The strange. It's in space. I guess it's like Star Wars. They're fighting. <laughs> there, there's lasers. Uh, so, yeah, that's my story about Thai food. Uh, hello, welcome, nice. everybody. I'm sick. That's why we didn't have an episode Ian's dying. last week. This is our last episode. I'm not dying. I'm, I'm okay. He's dead. I'm okay. Ian, blink twice if you can hear me. <laughs> nope, he's gone. Blink twice. <laughs> Knock three <laughs> times. That was funny shit. Oh, man, I hear you. Bam, bam. So, journals. Journals. Uh, journals. My journal, we played. We didn't play. Two weeks ago. Or two Fridays yeah, ago. We didn't play. Yeah, I'm not even going to. Uh, but we played yesterday, and... You're not even gonna? No, I'm not gonna. And my players <laughs> yeah. have been... I I dangled something in front of them, I mean, in game time, months ago, or a month ago, in reality hour time, two months ago. And I uh, I thought it would be funny. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna bring in a new character, a new NPC... Uh, that's kind of like an arms dealer, kind of plays both sides type of thing. And you guys seem to like her. I mean, as much as you can. Yeah, she's cool. Uh, it's not yeah. like she's friendly or anything, but she, you know, she has her own intentions. And uh, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to take away, or I'm going to attempt to take away the thing I dangled in front of them. Because they're not doing it, so mm -hmm. I'm going to take it from them. And then, right at the beginning of the session, I think it was you brought up, do you know what we should do? Is we should go to the moon just while nobody's here, just to fuck with everybody. And I was, <laughs> I was like, in my heart of hearts. Just, I was just like, when, when all the players who aren't there, like, oh, we're at the moon now. Sorry, Sorry guys, guys, we went. And I was, like, sitting on this gold mine of this lady was going to want that key. And you guys are like, let's go to the moon. Ian's like that. Ian's like that meme where like we're like, hey, we should go to the moon now. Throw right. the papers up in the air. Oh yeah, for sure. But I was, I was. If you guys have been like, nice. let's go to the moon, I'd have been like, okay. It didn't. It wouldn't have changed what that character wanted. It still would have been a thing. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, but I had fun. Yeah, it was a fun. It was a fun session. For sure, I nice. like that. I like when I get like when people are enjoying it. It makes me feel good. It's not a lot. It feels, this game feels not like other games we've played where it's seriously like a lot of narrative, a lot of people talking, a lot of just discussion. There's not a lot of combat that happens. Yeah. Well, there's less mechanics, mm -hmm. so it's more relying on us having to have discussions, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Which is, I, I love a lot. To a total different... It's just way different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I still Absolutely. do... It's even way different than Blades. And Blades is much more hand-wavy, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's definitely its own thing. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, I was telling Cody, because he's uh, on the list to get that one game, uh, Old Gods of Appalachia. Mm -hmm. That's the uh, Monty Cook Games version of kind of Cthulhu. So. Kind of Cthulhu, mm -hmm. like Eldritch Horror. Yeah. Although ever the popular thing now, I bet Monty Cook's on this train, is like, it's Cthulhu without Cthulhu. Like, trying to break oh. away from 
Everyone's ashamed oh, of the HP Lovecraft past because of all the mm. racism and stuff. So they're trying uh, to do could. it without. Without it. Without that. But I mean, Appalachia, mm-hmm. isn't that where yeah, that kind of like all happens? Well, it's New England. Mm. So I think I think App- I think Appalachia is a little south of that, but I honestly don't know the geography well enough. I know it goes for like hundreds of miles, like the Appalachian right. Trail. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes, I think, parallel to the coast more or less. Sure, but sure. you think about Appalachian Trail, that's where like you know the the urban legends of like the crazy cannibal uh hillbillies yeah yeah like all the all the people who lost the war like they all went into the appalachians and got weird so Uh, it's a cool setting um but it's it's an interesting so cody's getting that uh it's because it's in it's it's been in kickstarter and i think it comes out in august or september finally and uh Mm -hmm. The realization of, because uh, I looked it up, I was like, oh, it's a Cypher System game. Like, flat out, it is Cypher System. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just Cypher. It's adapted. Eldritch-themed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I was telling him, I was just explaining, I was like, it's really cool, man. Uh, but then I was like, but uh, I really do miss rolling dice. And he goes, what? And I go, the GM never rolls dice in Cypher System. Never rolls, yeah. And he yeah. sent me a meme that was like, someone was like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> yeah. What did you just say to me? And I, and I, I was just tack, tack, chatting and I'm telling the audience this as well. It's the thing that kind of replaces that. It's not even the GM intrusion because that does that's a mechanic to do things. But if you want something to happen as the GM, you don't have to have a random thing. It just fucking happens. Like You just are like, all right, this is yeah. happening now. And the players are like, huh? You're like, yeah, welcome to hell. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. This game yeah. is meant like that. Yeah, it's much more... You can really railroad your players right. if you want. You can really be like, no, now this is happening. But if you do that a lot, they start getting a lot of XP. Oh, yes. But, like, man, I tell you, those... that those You are just too socially like. <laughs> and people just are like, Eric. Here's some experience points. And I'm like, you guys don't understand that you seriously, he's almost tier fucking five. And y'all are still like barely uh, touching three. Yeah. Like a bunch of them are saving up or either they don't, they don't know what really to do with their XP. Like there's still some indecisive, like, oh, I don't know what to spend my stuff on. I'm like, I know exactly what mm-hmm. to spend it on. I know exactly how to play this. And it's paying off. Ian's like, okay, do this roll. It's an eight. Oh, is right. it? Good, sir. Let's bring that down to a one, shall we? I'm super excited <laughs> for the day that you're... I go, that's a challenge level 11. And you're like, hmm, mm-hmm. let's bring it down nine steps. And I'll be like, okay, tell me what it's going to cost you and how you're doing it. List of like, yeah. beep, 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 beep. All right, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a level three now. <laughs> Yeah, totally. That's kind of the point is is make her, I mean, we were talking about this last night, make her intentionally as unbalanced as possible. So well, like, I mean, her intellect is as high as it goes. And then, I mean, especially now because she made a deal with that undead weapons right. merchant. She's like Raceland. She's got seven might. Like she's so physically weak, at, well, which I, think I it's love. Perf- like, I, was like, yes. <coughs> I don't even think that it's unbalanced. I think it's perfect because your character is like, it's not you're not even the glass cannon, you know what I mean? You are literally the wise. No, not at all. Like I'm a right, scholar. And you they need to protect you. 
you will wear like yeah. armor and shit just because you're like, I don't give a hit and you'll move forward. Yeah. But you're still like your character is perfectly balanced, in my opinion, uh, as to what you yeah. are. And it's almost like I wish I know none of the players are going to do this because they're still very most people are very precious with their characters. And I get that totally like it's not a judgment. I know what that feels like. But Eric has been through many a day. And plus, if she dies in a weird way, I'm totally right. cool with that. Like, oh, that's awesome. And uh, like, I would, good. I want the players to get less precious, not like throw them through the like, be like, I oh, just toss them, like I don't care. No, like, angle your character in a way that's different and unique for the party. Like, you've got the scholar, mm -hmm. we have the crafter, we have uh, the tank, we have the damage. Uh, we have some healers. Like, really lean into what yeah. your character's supposed to be like. Don't try to be this good at kind of anything. Be good at something. Right. Don't don't be worried about, like, oh, but if I do this, then I'm going to be weak in this other area. Right. Yeah, so what? Like, you're supposed There's to work There's a guy over team. there that's great at that. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't need to. Uh, one thing I noticed, too, which just came out in play is... Uh, my character, Yoba, kind of took on the leadership role in that mm -hmm. situation. Nefer wasn't there, which Nefer is the official elected leader of the party. But I was like, she could really be the party mm -hmm. diplomat. Oh, too. yeah. Like going to make connections. And now that we have flying mounts, you know, going to talk to different people and, and that kind of thing. So that that makes me pretty excited. I'm like, that's really weird and interesting that's not ever where I would have thought her character mm. would have gone nice. but I like it you know and that, so. that brings me to a yeah. thing real quick and then I'm going to turn it over to you the that's initial stupid. I don't like things when I initially it's created Zaganok for it was the idea was kind of in D&D &D. and mm -hmm. we yeah. there's not a huge strong mechanic based thing in D&D &D for having social interactions there is mechanics but it's not it's pretty Minimal. blase it's just like bleh, it doesn't matter that's kind of like some you look in the dmg and it's some suggestions you could do this this or this right moving on <laughs> like okay thanks but with numenera a lot of the community stuff a lot of the characters things there's a lot of things that are very very based on the idea that you're going to be interacting with others a lot like mm -hmm. that is going to be a key yeah. function. And when I, I, so I've had to slowly start bringing in more like setups for you guys to be social. Cause there was never an intention to mm -hmm. have these things like this. When I first started, it yeah. was always going to be just like, once you go out into the wilderness, it's a nightmare. The city is your social structure. Does it have it's some minimal. ICR battles? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Classic D&D like, structure. You have the home base and you venture out and yes. fight crazy and, monsters. Yeah. And now I'm having like, and I didn't want to just dump all of the stuff on you guys of like all of the other places and people you could interact with. Because then it's just, again, mm -hmm. I already made that mistake earlier. So bringing in small mm -hmm. groups and I'm still doing it. So you guys have the option of social banter and creating those types of things when you want to, if you want to. It's very apparent that you mm -hmm. can, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So sure. that's been a unique thing to well, it's, it's good. Finagle. It's working. It's a working. Craft working. I like. Uh, what about you? Yeah. 
Uh, we had a session. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite PF2 sessions that we've done. It was really good. It's really fun. It was a bit yeah. of a token crawl, but that's... I kind of wanted to put the kibosh on that, but I, once we got to the map, you, the players, you guys naturally started token crawling. So I'm like, just let them play they the way they want to play. Hmm. Like, that's fine. Right. Um, I just don't want the... I want them to make sure they're seeing stuff in their mind and you guys aren't just focused on the map like we've talked about many times before. But, right. Um, and uh, party just kept running into battle after battle. So because of the fallout of how you guys entered into the enemy base, I changed the way the enemies mm -hmm. reacted. And I'm kind of learning, I'm reading into the Alexandrian blog has this, I think he came up with it, uh, the system called uh, um, is it adversary rosters. Basically, it's a way to modulize or make your dungeon more modular because we may have talked, I might have talked about this last episode, but usually the great thing about a key dungeon where you have like room A1, right, has a goblin and gold, uh, like 500 gold pieces. Mm. And then room A2 has a displacer beast and has this. They're all firewalled, so they don't move. But then if you want your, your area, your dungeon to be more dynamic, things need to react to the wider environment. So if an alarm goes off, the guards aren't just going to like hang out in room B12. They're going to go check out and see what's going on, depending upon their intelligence level. So I, I was like, everybody knows you're there. So basically you got attacked, you got ambushed by this group of Oak Stewards in there. Um, and so that was a big battle. And then Ian's character, like literally right after the battle is over goes into another room like across this rope bridge and they get attacked again which was just in the in the book so I'm like, all right and then one of our characters climbed off by himself into a room that was trapped and pathfinder second edition has what's called com complex traps which act like monsters oh, and he almost died vicious he was like he was real real close every time i don't think my players know how to deal with them yet because every time you guys have encountered one i think this is the first one in gatewalkers but in the beginner box there's a complex trap everybody just runs for the hills they're like we right. don't know what to do oh my god um and then right at the end of the session guys were kind of in a little bubble of seeming safety there's nobody attacking you Ian's character goes back into the room where you got attacked by the little fae creatures, like the room he opened. Haxel is, is his name. It's a Kitsune, or is their name. And there's a stove in there that I kept mentioning. It's like, it looks close to bursting. There's, like, steam coming out the seams. Like, looks suspicious. Walks up, sets off this trap. The stove explodes, and that's yeah. where we end it. Ian's like, I, can't, I don't get to make save? Nope. Don't get to level up either. I mean, you get to level up, but you have to save it right. level one and everybody leveled up uh which i was super happy about i was like that's a cool spot to level up you guys are in it um you're just going through it and that so far this is this dungeon just reading through it you would not think it's nearly as tough on the party as oh i like it's just like just you guys are just getting slammed it's great so very pleased. i uh, i need to Obviously, Eric already knows this. Uh, but what I what I really love about playing Pathfinder and being in that world is it's 
there's shit kind of going on. The way that they do these adventure paths, like, there's stuff happening. So, for yeah. me, this is going to sound dumb because I didn't spend any money, but I want my money's worth. You know what I mean? I Sure. Yeah, when you're oh, like, gotcha. oh, this stove is rattling and gonna, it's close to explode, I knew in my heart of hearts, I'm going to need to come back to that because I, I don't know what's going on there and I need to know. So then, like, you know, I get, Eric, we've talked about this. You guys hear me say this all the time. I have a real hard time with, like, extensive planning and a lot of just mm-hmm. sitting there talking about endless possibilities of what could happen if we do X and then X might happen. And then what if X or, you know, then Z might happen and Y when I don't care about Z and Y, I care about X. I don't give a shit about the next step we're going to need to take because there's no way to know what it's going to be until we take the first step. Because we can sit here and plan for X and then Y might happen and then Z could happen. We hit X and then B happens. So for me, spending 30 minutes planning for fucking Y makes me crazy. So I have this problem when they start talking about these other things. I'm like, I'm going to go just right over here, guys, and check this out. Just right over here. I'm not going to go far. Just right over here. And it, you know, Mm -hmm. it gets us into some troubles. But I always feel my character's curious, man. He's a he's a kitsune. He's like, hey, what's 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 over here? Check it. Open the door. Oh, there's monsters in here, guys. Fuck me. Hey, what's this thing over here? Well, let's let's clarify a little bit. When you say 30 minutes, what we're really talking about is five minutes. of Okay, we're in this room, guys. Where, where should we go now? And Ian's like, I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> you guys are talking too long. We need to keep it snappy. <laughs> Boom. He just walked into a giant trap. It's true. So I wasn't the one that um, climbed up those I, ropes, though. Oh, no. And, and again, I'm fine with the party exploring or PC, PCs dying or you guys have free reign to, to explore this how you want. I just think it's funny because it's really not as long as it may feel like it is because mm. you guys were literally in there for a small amount of time and i was like man are they gonna look for the treasure because there was like a healing potion in there there's some things that you haven't you can uh i think it's called mystify objects that the party's never encountered so you pick it up and you don't know what it is mm. you're like and you have to do checks and so i was like are they gonna check and then ian's like well i'm going in here and so it was it was great i was very very happy with play two of our players are missing and again this game really clicks when there's four players oh yeah when there's a party of four it works really really smoothly i think that that's so uh it's, pretty it's definitely designed for that i think that's pretty across the board is four players is yeah. fantastic yeah. well it's also designed with that mm-hmm. in mind too but i think you're right as four is a good there's a reason why that became the standard yeah. obviously it's you know so it's it's crazy uh real yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was really good. One thing that I've been doing, because I have been planning a ton, so I have this ongoing project called the Pathfinder Initiative to get caught up on learning the rules and reading through all the stuff, but also really understanding the PCs and their powers and, and their spells. And I've caught a bunch of things that you guys have missed. Um, like one player forgot to add a boost to their stats. Oh, that's So our monk hasn't been hitting one. as hard as they... Could be, you know, things like that. But I found a bunch of stuff in the backgrounds that connects the PCs in interesting ways because P- 
PCs have amnesia, and they're basically it's two like parallel versions of themselves mm. contained in one body. So the parallel version that comes from Galarian, I've been developing backstories and just so when it's revealed, there's something to be like, this is where you come mm. from. This is what's happened. This is how you got to, you know, how did all these dissimilar characters get to this one place in Galarian? So that's been super fun to to dig into that and also help me learn more of the lore of Galarian at the same nice. time. So been good. Uh, along. I want to add to that real good. quick, uh, just as a, a mm -hmm. GM thing, because what you're doing, like the way you're wording that reminds me of kind of what I've been doing in Friday game where people have backstories, right? They have their little thing. And then I'm also mm -hmm. creating ways to tie that into bigger picture things, right? And right. doing that, just like you said, is super fun. And it makes you real excited to like reveal people's little pieces to their backstory that they don't know. Uh, which to mm -hmm. me, I, I really have been enjoying that concept of revealing characters' backstory that they don't know is part of their backstory. Right. I, I like that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. I think it goes to show that, like, even with PCs, it's a collaborative thing between the player and the GM to really bring the character to life because the player doesn't know everything about the world, most likely. Mm -hmm. especially if it's a homebrew world. So the GM has to really help integrate that PC into the world in a way that makes sense and connecting them to NPCs and what's, you know, giving them a history and stuff. So for yeah, sure. I agree. It's fun. It's fun. It's good. Okay. Uh, what, what are we, we talking about today? Well, we, what are we, what, 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 what are we, I'm going to go. What are we talking about? Does this thing slide? I'm going to go. Does, does this thing slide? What's the word you say? Dual map. Dual map. Um, we're talking about... We we mentioned this just a little bit ago on a prior episode, the, the DMGM's toolkit. Yeah, this is our third episode on GM tools. Mm, In good. a row. We like tools. We're on a kick. We like to we're use on a tools. Kick. We're on a good kick here. Kicking uh, the hamster. You know, and this one relies more on ways that enhancements to our game. It almost seems like music, sound. Uh, we always we always talk a little bit about art because art is pretty big mm -hmm. in the whole thing. The to visual inspire. aspect is mm -hmm. really really helpful for sure. Um, but using music, it can. There are times where the music can really influence a moment. Uh, to me, mm -hmm. uh, that is something mm -hmm. that I, I actually put a lot of stress on myself about the music that I want to use and when to use music and what kind, mm -hmm. uh, that's a, actually a, like, I will honestly spend probably not lately because I've found something that's been working for me pretty good, but overall when big chapters are going to shift. I will stress for hours listening to music, trying to find something that fits what I'm trying to convey on the table. Mm -hmm. Do you go through that at all? Uh, 
No, not so much. It It's always been something on the list, but I never get to it. And especially after discovering the wonderful wide world of Michael Gelfi, that really helped. Like I could find pieces that would work mm. and like recurring battle music and stuff. And on Foundry, you can make playlists. So that made my life a whole lot easier than when we were like doing it on Spotify, which you have way more choices, but it it's really time consuming. Mm. So I did do that a, a somewhat, and I would have like, okay, these are the songs that I want to have available for this time. So especially like as the party was getting closer and closer to Baldur's Gate in like, uh, I think, uh, chapter two or like act two, season two, whatever we want to call it, of Shadow of Ao. So definitely have gotten more mm. into that, oh, okay. but yeah, yeah. Um, not as of late. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So you st still stress out about it? Oh, yeah. Um, not actively as much because I, I, like I said, I have something that's working pretty good. But in the background, I'm always searching for the next uh, thing. To quote Ian Malcolm, I'm always searching for the next ex Mrs. Malcolm. I'm always searching for that next Beautiful. thing that I want to like use for the music and then throw away, and then throw it away right after <laughs> you have. <laughs> I was so stoked yeah. to get this certain music for our game and be like, yeah, it's in the table. And now that I did all of that, I almost never use it. Not that like the one that I was super pumped right. on. I never use it. And I almost just toss yeah. it to yeah. the side because it doesn't, hit like I'm needing it to right now for what we're doing. Yeah. That's why I've spent less and less time on music is because you never know what mm. you're going to need. It goes along with like everything else. The players might do something totally different. So if you have kind of a really plotted out like soundtrack mm -hmm. for the session, you probably are wasting it, It's time. true. <laughs> so I just don't do that as much. Not that I don't. I have music. I go through Michael Gelfie. Um, I feel like Michael Gelfie is a huge resource. It's really, really helpful. There are others, but he's kind of the big... Him and there's his co-composer. There's two guys. Mm. Um, and they, there's a ton of good stuff. Really, really good. So I like using their stuff a lot. Um, the thing I'd like to get more into, especially if we keep doing more token crawl stuff for gatewalkers, is on Foundry you can key music and sound to certain rooms and also certain scenes. So when you activate a scene, this music starts to play with these sounds. Or if they go into this room within a certain distance, they hear like goblins chittering in the corner, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So location-based sound. Uh, I haven't gotten into that much, but I felt, I felt like that was pretty effective in the beginner oh, box yeah. for Pathfinder. It's super fun. They had a lot of that and it was really cool. So It does have a downside. Um, because there are some sound cues that they just keep repeating. And you're like, okay, I've heard that for the last 10 minutes. Turn it off. Yeah, for sure. It depends upon, I think, especially for something like the beginner box, their sound loops are really yeah. short. Where it seems like if you really know the system, you could probably either find ones that are longer or sequence them. So it plays this and then it plays this. See, right or, now, now you're talking like to my language. Like, if yeah. there's some variety, yeah. my ear won't stay hooked on that like chittering goblin yeah. that keeps repeating every two minutes 
I'll go I go bananas. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that's good though. Like when you guys set off the squirrel alarm, I wanted it to be oh, super it was hyper annoying, annoying. Where it's just like the same. Yeah, yeah. I that was I kept that going. So I'm like, you guys set this off. This is how it would be if you did it. Like it just keeps going off. Like fuck. Hindsight's so. always twenty twenty, and knowing what I know now, we would have approached that whole situation different. <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, sound is definitely like even you commented last night. Now it was wasn't like I timed it but it, it worked, worked out. out but that happened like to me that does happen when you're focused on the music quite a bit you can get those shifts that seem to hit a little bit better with the for the people that are really sure. like sucked into that moment uh perfect mm-hmm. example was Definitely. when i was using we were still using spotify and uh it was when a nail attacked the the, the dinner thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music did really well and landed for anyone that was really like listening to it and like paying attention. It landed really mm-hmm. well and created a, a moment for those people that they were, there was like truly a devastated kind of feeling within the group after that session. Right. Uh, so music really can, I mean, if you want to put the time into it and understand that, it may just not go off how you want. It can be great. Like, yeah. it can be... It's right. like anything else. Like, having it in the wings so you can use it is great. But if you're planning, like, almost railroading the music, it's it's a waste yes. of time. It's just it will. Not, it's not going to work <laughs> exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one thing I'd like to use more if I could figure it out is... Um, What's the soundscape? Sirenscape. Uh, Glass Candy. Yeah, I would love to use that if I could, because I remember we tried doing the thing where, like, I had it up and then you guys could log mm-hmm. into the site and also use it. But it just, it was kind of clunky in terms of online yeah. stuff. But I feel like listening through Glass Cannon, just a good soundscape, sometimes not even really music. Like, sound effects can really enhance what's going on, especially with a soundscape where you can, like, have a general background sound and then kind of plug in certain mm. sounds here and there, you know, like a creaking door right. or dripping water, that kind of stuff really helps. Cause the, the music, as much as, you know, I love music for TTRPGs, it's really mm, background. It should be, like yeah. it's just supposed to be kind of this, the help the canvas in the background. It's never meant to be the focus cause there's just not, it's not time to focus right. on it. Even less than like movies or things like that. For sure. You know? It's almost like that video game adage type thing, like where you want the music to be in the background, but you still want it to be not distracting. You want it to blend well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah you you kind of don't notice it's there, but it's adding right. to the vibe and the, all that. That's why I yeah. use a lot of like drone. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I used to use a when we were using Spotify and we were on Roll Twenty, which feels like forever ago. It's almost been a year, I think. Is it only been a um, year almost since we switched over? It feels like so much longer. Yeah, it hasn't even been a year. I was actually on the Shadow Veil table in Roll Twenty, and it's like, oh damn, like that's right. I set up all this stuff and I set up this landing page. Oh yeah, yeah. Did all this work? Um, what was I gonna say? I don't remember. Oh, uh, 
I would find kind of genres of music. So like weird electronica or video game mm. music for a lot of the vibe stuff. And then every once in a while I'll use like an inception song for the oh, battle. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was if you wanted to be there really was one intense. there was one yeah. battle that using that was so good it hit perfect. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. So it's not to say that doesn't work. And Spotify can work really well. You can share like especially if you use Discord you can share your Spotify mm. in there and there's all kinds of ways to do it. Um one problem I'm having specifically with Zoom is I want to find a way to record the music so when we listen back, you can hear the music because you can't hear mm -hmm. it at all because the, the way we do it is just through the tabletop right. now. So you can do it with OBS, but my computer can't handle right. OBS. Even mine so would I'm struggle with it, and I have a nice computer too. You need like a yeah. fucking so. gaming PC that's ready to handle fucking crazy shit. Or, you know, I have a... I have a a um a piece of software that basically routes video and audio to different sources mm. so i think with a few pieces of software i mean i paid a hundred dollars for it Oof. and haven't used it yeah because that's when i was trying to um like record the table right and everything and like so i bought that thing and it just my computer's just shitty with that with that kind of stuff um but I bet I could route it or I'd have to log in with a second computer, but just to record the sound or something like that. Oh, yeah. Maybe so, you could, that, that would. I think there are options. I just have to look into it more because it's it would be really nice for just listening back to be able to hear all that. That would be sweet. So, we'll see. What other piece to a toolkit do you think? Uh, oh, I mean, visual, of course. Mm, right. Especially with like mid journey and these AI art tools that kind of change the game in some ways because mm. I feel like especially for character portraits or stuff you use a lot of it I don't use as much of it right now because pre-published a lot of that is already done mm -hmm. so I haven't needed it but especially for like PCs making their portraits mid-journey and I really I mean it's all stable diffusion right. just in different forms mid-journey is really based in stable diffusion um so that's really changed things, and it's very controversial, and some people are like, no AI art. But I think if you want to just have something for your game that's private, you're not making money off of it, I don't have any problem with yeah, it. Yeah, well, who cares? So, it's, it's just, but just cool. Just handouts in general. So, like, Ian and I both do this where you're describing a new character, and then you throw a picture up on the VTT to kind of show what they look like. It really helps engage the players and kind of get them focused on the scene uh, we talked about this a little bit last time you know like throwing up if you if they're in a glade throw up a picture of a glade right. even if it's not supposed to be that specific picture exactly here's the vibe so again enhancing the kind of the vibe uh the ambiance of whatever scene you're in i think has a lot to do with mm. it i really do like it's a pain in the ass, but when it works, it's really cool and fun on uh, Foundry when we're playing Pathfinder. When you target appropriately and you click the buttons in a certain way, like you actually click on the attacks. And Spell animations. Little tiny yeah. animations. Those are fun, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, they are fun. As long as you There's don't a get bunch hyper focused that's, on them. That's some, yeah, yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole module 
Um, I have a free pack. I just don't really understand how to use mm. it yet. Uh, Jewels and somebody else animated spell packs as well. Oh, that's called. cool. Something like that. But they have a bunch, and some of them are very cool. Um, again, it's a small thing. That that's one of the big things that wizards tried to shut right. down with their OGL thing. It's like you can't. Nobody can use spell animations. And everyone's like, "What the fuck, dude? Like we've been doing this for right. years now. You're just gonna come in and say no." But uh, I think the same thing along with like spell. Like if you target. You target a token, and you know you do the do the attacks the way the um, the way the VTT wants you to do them. Getting that also like animated maps, I think can be. Oh really yeah, cool. I love that. That's super fun. Like it's it's really fun. It can add a lot to it, especially if you have like like there was a one shot we did where you guys were on top of a tower and there's like wind blowing and then there's a wind sound right. effect and I love that stuff. It can add to it a lot. And it it's fun for the players. People get sucked into that kind of stuff even though it's small. Maybe it took you 30 minutes to figure it all out, but that little moment that the players will have when it hits is it can be great. Well, things like the spell animations, that's a nice little thing to steal from video games where you get a little hit of dopamine when, like, you cast Magic Missile and then it hits the target that you're attacking, like, from across the board. Like, yeah, I fucking yeah. did it. So that's a cool way. Again, it's it's a little more engaging uh, and a little more streamlined in a, in a way that just accents all the theater of the mind stuff mm. that you're doing, all the other all the normal stuff. doesn't replace. It's not a video right. game. Uh, but it, it is a cool tool cool, cool tool to borrow from video games that, you know, you just get a little nip of dopamine or uh, the party's been fighting a bunch of druids known as oak stewards. And the one of their main go to spells is Ray oh, yeah. of Frost and the Ray. Of, I love seeing the Ray of Frost yeah. animation. Just like <laughs> so bad about this. I realize that Crimson picked uh I'm recreating his whole ancestry because there's no turtle mm. folk in Galarian. So I think I was telling you I'm calling them the yeah, Tortugans. Yeah. Um, and he picked a heritage that is resistant against fire, but weak against oh, cold. Oh, no. Which is why when it did all that extra damage that in the, the, the sacrificial mm. fight with right. the unicorn, why he took so much extra damage. Makes sense. Cause he's we. I was like, he's like, he's he's weak against cold five. Holy like, shit! It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's quite a bit. I was like, whoa. Again, his stuff is all homebrewed by somebody else, so I may be like, hey, that seems a little extreme. Why don't we take that down a notch? Uh, as I what's brutal that. even more so is a few sessions ago, I picked my deviant ability, and it's based on an element, and my. Mm -hmm. Always my go-to is fire, but I was like, uh, let's go with this frost because we were in a fight and there was something frost happening. And I was like, let's just go with frost. I think that's interesting and we'll see where it goes. And since then, mm -hmm. many ice spells have been cast and I have not once utilized my ability to absorb it. Uh, and it doesn't even need to be yeah. a shot at me. I can suck it out of the air. And... Yeah. I swear, I, there was like one session where you should, it was like three different blasts of it. And then by the end where all the Oak Stewards had already died, 
I was like, oh, fuck. Shit. I was real upset with myself. Yeah. But now I remember. Yeah. Lost. Now you remember. Yeah. I think it's it's a little, I understand why they did it. It's cool, but it's a little bit of a, uh, it's a design choice, but it seems kind of like a bad idea on top of everything else the players get at level one because you get a lot of shit depending mm-hmm. upon your class. Then giving them this deviant feat, which gives you all this other crazy shit you can do. It's just, it's a lot to keep track of. It really is. So if we started over now, even though, I mean, I think we're on session nine, something like that, I would probably wait and give those to you guys at mm. level two. Like just as an extra thing. You're used to things a little more now and you get a little bit of extra. So, um, one thing I want to hear from this isn't something that I've really looked into doing, but I think it can definitely add is your uh, interface allows you to add on effects to your voice. Oh, right, yeah. In real time. And there's another player who also found a way to do it, which I think is interesting. Well, the, the huge difference so between like uh, that. what our other player is doing in mine is. What they're doing is on their computer, and it's modifying Mm -hmm. the vocals, like the processing is all done in the computer. Mine's actually literally done outside of my computer in the interface. So it has no taxing on the computer while I do that, and it's also like professional-grade, like studio shit that I'm processing through. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now, that all being said, it's an extreme pain in the ass. Uh, only because right. I don't. It's basically like having this piece of gear from the '80s, and it's weird. And it's been used for decades. This this piece of gear. That's the it's the 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 effect I'm using specifically. Um, but it is <clears throat> it is cool, and I think that mm-hmm. there is something to be said about having the ability to trigger that kind of stuff you know like if you have like another right like maybe not you don't have to have this crazy one uh but like a little thing that like maybe if you hold down a a button it just puts a filter on your voice and then you can pull it off or like i mean if no no you're good uh or just like you can trigger like sounds from it just like like we were saying sirenscape like having the buttons like almost like a keyboard or like a drum pad type thing that you could just hit. Yeah, yeah, you can trigger effects. I mean, there's plenty of gear out there, so if you're... You probably have to be pretty serious about GMing to mm-hmm. invest for, for GMing, but some way to, like, activate effects by just clicking right. the button. Yeah, I think would be... That'd be super interesting. Well, especially if you can't do voices really well or you're nervous, having an effect can really be kind of a buffer... To let you kind of cut loose. So um, I don't think you're this far. I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a part in Glass Cannon around like session early 90s, somewhere around there, where one of the characters hears this giant make a speech. And they pre-recorded it, but they have like this crazy effect that it's not just lowering their voice. It makes their voice sound big and it sounds like a giant. I'm like... That's really fucking cool. That really added to this monologue and like really drew mm. you in. So having the ability to make yourself sound like a really large creature, I think, is another great tool. 
especially if there was a way to do it easily, not taxing your computer necessarily. Right. You know? I so, think that... Uh, yeah, you'll have to let me know when you get there. It's a big, long speech, so you'll, you'll be like, oh, that's oh, what nice. he's talking about. I definitely am going to be leaning back into that uh, podcast real soon. I, good I stuff. enjoy it. It's I do good enjoy stuff. it. You're right. At, like, Della might be my favorite character now because of what happens. There's something crazy, again, that happens like early 90s, right before they do the march to 100, which is them counting down to getting to episode oh, nice. 100, which is three episodes. Oh, cool, by the way. cool. Like, it's a big, long, experimental, uh, wacky, wacky session. That's fine. Uh, but some really cool role-playing stuff happens. Like, really interesting. And also, so like, sometimes Troy makes calls where I'm like, that was a terrible right. call. Why did you do that? But it's uh, it's still interesting. Right. There's, I mean, that's bound to happen in uh, when I'm running or you're running that one of us is going to be like, that's the shit call, bro. That's a shit call. But this is like, this is like, character permanently affecting nice. call not like oh that was a shitty rules call on that role like no it permanently affects our character for maybe 30 oh. sessions kind of yeah that's what i'm saying is like changing things like well this happens like why right why did you but i can't i can't say anymore without ruining it it's almost so like what i'm it's only let I'm me know what you're doing there. to jerry's character <laughs> kind of but i mean it makes sense in the in the rules so yeah, so I think effects are really good. I think just in general, a VTT is a great yeah, tool. I think so. Even if you're just using it on, like, just as the GM to run the game, even in person, just to have all of the information right there. Right. Pinging, pinging maps, like, pointing things out, like, where characters you know where characters should be looking or what's happening. Or, I mean, the initiative tracker alone... Oh. So, is worth it because so it's it makes it so much easier to just get things moving just like put them all in that it keeps track of it you can keep track of what turn you're on which like before even in roll 20 I'd, I'd always forget which round we were on like wait which round how is it seven is it three what? so little things like that i think the vtt really really adds again taking load off the GM's mind so you can just focus on running a For good sure. game. I think it's really helpful. So um trying to think of any other tools. Little, little tiny tool tools. tools that we use. Uh we talked about uh, we know we could talk about art all day long, but we don't need to. We talked about music a little bit, sound effects. Uh I got nothing at the moment. Nothing. I got nothing for you. Nothing. Um, yeah, I think that's good. I mean, this is really our third episode on this yeah. stuff, so we're kind of wrapping up, I guess, our GM tools. Our cool tools cool tool series. series. One thing I thought, too, I guess we could talk about this at the end. Um, I just thought it was interesting. I don't really have an opinion, but the role of nostalgia as a tool... Mm the gm in ttrpgs because like for instance your forge campaign was really based on that Absolutely. premise of nostalgia mm -hmm. when we started and i still utilize so that. interested to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, i still yeah. utilize nostalgia uh i've tried to be a little bit more subtle about it uh pulling like 
names from our childhood, things that we mm-hmm. love, uh, and then like modifying it a little bit, or even from former campaigns, right? Exactly, yeah. uh, just little things yeah. like that. That for the people that are paying attention, they'll get a little hit from that. They'll be like, "Oh, sweet, that's fun." Um, mm-hmm. Or they'll figure out this, or they'll figure out that. Uh, here's a little, it's not really a spoiler necessarily, but uh, one of my main NPCs is named Haruko. And that's a name I stole mm-hmm. from Ninja Turtles. Haruko Saki, uh, I believe, is Shredder's. Is that Shredder's yeah, name? Yeah, it's his real name. So I took nice. that name because I was like, Haruko Saki. That's a cool, because that's his first and last name. So then I was like, how about Haruko? Mm-hmm. That's a good name. Right. Yeah. It reminds me of Mark of Cree for some reason. I feel like there's a name in there that's similar. Oh, to nice. It. That's cool. But it's been so long since I played it. Well, that still even has that kind yeah. of Asian flavor in it. The uh, Mongolian or... Asian mixed with like Southern American kind mm-hmm. of. Like Mayan mixed yeah. with Mongolian. Yeah. It's cool. Sure. Uh, but with Forge, just to touch that, on that. That needs a remaster. Uh, don't even talk about that. Don't even talk Anyways, about such things. Uh, yeah, the Forged campaign was meant to for the characters to create heroes that were like the legendary heroes. So one person literally was Conan, the barbarian. Uh, someone else was a Thundercat. One of our characters there, they made two characters, but uh, one of them was Terra from Final Fantasy VI. That's yeah, that's true. Heavily based on them. Hmm. And then they, I feel like that was the, that's that's when we lost that player was when we switched to a different campaign after Storm King. They sort of checked out. And didn't really come back. So they started to check out, yeah. There's also a lot of personal stuff oh, that happened yeah. right then. Right in there, too. So it wasn't wasn't necessarily just the table, but yeah, that's when that started, for sure. The Fallen yes. One. Yes. And then I was like, fuck that. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll pick a thing from mythology, but I'm going to make it fucked. Well, your character uh, was insane. Oh, by the way, speaking of foxes... Mm. Because I picked a like the fox demon from Japanese mythology. Um, there's something we need to tweak with your Gatewalker's character that I read. I was like, oh shit, that's weird. All right. Is it bad? Small tweak. Is it good? You want to talk about sure, it? Now? Let's talk about it real quick. So you're only supposed to have um, there's like three options, but the amount of tails you have oh. is dependent upon either the level of spells you can cast. Uh, the innate non-cantrip spells you can cast or something else. And I'm like, he said that he said three, so either I'll let him keep the three, but you don't get any more, or we can go back. I think right now you'd have two because it's like your spell level plus one. Yeah, we could do that. That's fine with me. Um, and because by the time you get to nine, like you can, that's the max you can have. Your tails will grow, grow, which can be narrative, but it'll be in line with your mechanical growth, which I thought was cool. Yeah, so I was like, that. oh, that's weird. That's cool with me. So, okay. We'll so do the, the spell thing. I think that that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's uh, whatever's we'll higher. Got a, 
Oh, Go okay. No, I was gonna it's say, whatever's uh, higher, let's... but it's going to be your spell level that's going to very quickly overtake everything else. Mm. So uh, Let's have one be copper and one's black. Cool. Okay. And maybe you think you have three, like you keep looking back and you're like, wait, I thought I had three tails. Right. What happened to my beautiful tails? Yeah. Where, I can actually read it to you right now. I have all these book. I have all these favorited on my notion. Let's see one sheet. Here we go. Uh, so this is an excerpt from your Kitsune spellcasting thing mm. from the Lost Omens Ancestry Guide. So additionally, when you gain a level, you can grow one or more tails. Your maximum number of tails is equal to the level of the highest level spell you can cast from your spell slots. Mm. or non-cantrip kitsune innate spells, which I think you have one, which is the change shape. Right. Or one plus your number of kitsune ancestry feats. I think that is the highest right now because you have one, or it's neck and neck with your spell level because it's one and one mm. right now. So I figured that that's the one that will give you two tails. Sure. Is one plus your ancestry feats. And then it says whichever is higher to a maximum of nine. So I like, like it. Right. We'll do it. Yeah. That's fine with me. Yeah. Sweet. This changes nothing. I got nothing for you. <laughs> we'll see if you survive. Right. I, <laughs> if I, if this, I, I will not regret. Uh, the, the only way I'll ever regret dying or getting killed and this is a personal attack on a player is if one of them <laughs> does something specifically one of them that gets me killed that's when i'll be like man fuck i got you yeah any other player not worried about but that one man you've already i just think if if you walk into traps and you die you have nobody to blame but yourself that's all me it's just like yeah it's all you i got no no compunction about that yeah so as we know, we've talked about many times, if a character dies, it can actually be more interesting. Oh, yeah. The character surviving. And it's, don't get me wrong, it doesn't change the effect. I mean, I'll be upset, but I will accept it and be okay. I know that yeah. I will. Yeah, for sure. With that. If you do die, I know exactly where your new character would be. Like, I have a perfect place to, like, insert your new character. Oh, nice. So it would be pretty, pretty smooth. I'll just make you play Sunspot until... <laughs> favorite character um i'll say this me, about think... sunspot oh, real quick mm-hmm. uh the fact that sunspot joined us and did some shit i am i have no feelings about sunspot anymore other than whatever that's cool man i'm no longer because the you know if you take hits from enemies and i don't have to take them all right you're cool if you hit sure. enemies all right you're cool uh, but if you just talk shit all the time and you do nothing to help me in my situation here, get the fuck out of here, man. Fuck you. Right. Right. Yeah. I was on, I was like, hmm, I wonder how the PCs are going to take this, his backstory, because he revealed oh. a bit of how he was created and everything. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I was into that. I was like, eh, yeah, I like this. If you're going to if you're going to be with us and helping us, then I'm cool with you. Yeah. If you betray um, us. I mean, who cares? But I'll kill you. Well, only one way to find out. Uh, I agree. So 
as far as nostalgia goes to wrap this up, I think I'm a little averse to nostalgia because I find, first of all, that's a big reason why people get into tabletop games, like, because they want to play their favorite character in an adventure. Mm. So maybe your right. Lord of the Rings is your jam. You want to play Gandalf, you know, as a wizard, or you want to do this, and, and that's totally fine. But kind of like bands... Uh, like music bands, a lot of times, every time they write a song, they're like, this is our Iron Maiden song, or this is our Rush song, or this is our whatever, mm. take your pick, Justin Bieber song. And that to me just feels like you're kind of using nostalgia as a crutch instead of being creative and coming up with your own thing. So I actually get a little averse where if I'm going to take something that is similar to something else that people like, like let's say Thundercats, I'm going to try to find a way to invert it that's interesting, maybe not to anybody else, but interesting for me, and gives it a unique spin so that the story is more its own thing than us just playing an echo of a story that's already been, you know, in mm -hmm. terms of the, the sure. nostalgia factor. So it's mm -hmm. Thundercats, but maybe, you know, you're all a different race, or there's they're something weird about the, they're Yeah, or they're all, you know, there's something... Maybe they're were creatures or may mm. put something, put a weird spin on it, a different spin so that, I don't know, I feel like the story sticks in your head differently instead of just, yeah, we played through Thundercats. Cool. Like, all right. Well, that's boring to me. Probably right. the only one, but so. Yeah, I think that there's some that would like it, some wouldn't, but. Yeah. Well. You know. If you don't like it, get off my table. Get out of here. So Get I think that's a good place to end. I think, think that's a good place right to wrap. Now, bitch. R riggedy, riggedy rap. Riggedy, riggedy rap, son. Riggedy, riggedy. Uh, is it me or is it you? It's probably me. Go. Dude. Uh, well, I got the sickness last week. When you die with the sickness, mother. It was uh, vicious and horrible. And I was very sweaty. So stay nice. sweaty. Just Are not you saying they should get sick and stay sweaty? No, I don't want that. <laughs> stay sweaty but, and uh, sick. Uh, sadly, I've been starting hearing people saying a sweaty is a bad thing. <laughs> like, like, oh, there's such a sweaty. And I'm like, wasn't that a good thing earlier? I stuck in line. I'll get it. Hey, I mean, Stay sweaty. nerd was a bad thing. Now it's a good thing. If you if you're a fan of our podcast, sweaty's a good thing. That's true. Stay sweaty. Stay, so stay that stay way. Stay sweaty. Hey, I'm gonna stop the recording. Like, subscribe.